This is still in beta. I'm kind of end, I'm, end of year wrap up edition. End of right? year. Woo! <clears throat> I'm getting over some cold, so it may be a low energy. <laughs> um, All right. So that's exciting. Um, so yeah, I've been sick, but I've also had the entire week off, and so. I've been mostly watching stuff and laying down and drinking a lot of fluids. They said they say to drink plenty of fluids and that helps the sore throat stop hurting. Um but yeah, I'm also had some time to play some different games over the break. Um you were mentioning a lot of crap to watch. What's some some of the crap you want to you want me to watch? Oh, I mean, like, yeah. So there's a lot of crap, and I, I'm not saying any of it's necessarily good, but it's it's there for you to to watch. Uh, uh-huh. uh Like, so this was like, so we we watch we started watching this. Have you are you aware of the like Percy Percy Jackson and something? the Greek uh, and the Greek stuff. nonsense? Yeah. The Hogwarts of Greek mythology. Yeah. So like I thought like I thought this was like a third movie and Robbie like wanted to watch it because he's he's invested enough because we've seen two of the movies. But it's actually a a series. It's a series. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why are they doing this intro? And why is it like a totally different kid? Like seriously, the whole time we watched that first episode, (laughs) I thought it was a movie. And I was like, are they doing like a prequel thing now? What the hell is this? You're like, is this a Home Alone 3 thing where they replace the kid? Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. It's like, finally I saw that like it was called episode one. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like a series thing. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, if you're interested in uh, uh, dumb sci-fi, uh, we were, I'm about halfway through it. So I can't really talk about it too much. Other than to say that it's pretty predictable. Like once a scene happens, you're like, okay, I know exactly how this scene is going to play out. But it's like Zack Snyder's, this isn't Star Wars, but it's Star Wars. Uh, Is it that Blood Moon? Rebel Moon. Oh, Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. And it's Zack Snyder. So there's a whole lot of like, homosexual it, undertones to it as well uh-huh. um but is there a lot of just like does he still do the thing where it's just like a, a really normal speed punch but then a slow motion punch and then a normal speed punch oh yeah there's like a whole lot of that like i'm pretty sure like that's how the force works in this world is like it's just slow camera like slowing and speeding <laughs> and all that stuff because like every time like the this the young girl who's like the Obi-Wan of the show, uh-huh. uh, like starts a fight. It's like, it's like, I'm going to move my hand. Whip, 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 whip. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a lot of that. Yeah. That sounds like Zack Snyder. Um, I saw a Reddit post that said, I just got done watching rebel moon. And slow motion should never be used in film or TV. <laughs> and I was like, man, they must use it a lot for something for the like 
get that kind of a reaction out of somebody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I'll I don't know. Uh, I might look at it because I'm not like hurting for stuff to watch. I've got shows. I've uh-huh. got shows. But yeah. um, like I went through that um, Scavengers Range show. That mm-hmm. was pretty good. Yeah, um, that was so ins- weird. I yeah. liked that it it was such an alien place. Like with because it's animated, it can just be so bizarre. Yeah, and there's elements of stuff that seem familiar, but it's just familiar enough to be off putting. You know. Right. But it's also, like I said, to to me, it still felt, it felt like very video gamey where there's just like, like all these like arbitrary rules, but once you know the rules, then you like use them to your advantage. Like, like they had all this random equipment that they had, like, here's an umbrella made out of gas bags or, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I will say that for, I don't know how long they were stuck on there. It seemed like it was probably only a couple weeks or something, but in that amount of time, they've learned all of these rules about like you use this alien creature and you stick it on your face. And now that's a rebreather and you use this alien creature in this special way. And that, yeah, is, that, uh, that was one of the things that was when we were watching that show that that got up, put up, it was like, how did they figure all of this out? If this is like, you, you know, it's like, what did they have like some kind of hooky decks or something that explained everything? Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and then and it turned you know that the one group because there's like three or four different groups that they focus on it for a mm-hmm. little bit, and the one with like Sam the old man and uh, what's your face, um, Ursula, mm-hmm. you know they're the ones who kind of have the most tricks up their sleeves about stuff, and she's like writing the Pokedex for that kind of thing, but then right. they also end up being the people who like run into some of the worst shit. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> just like oh man, it's rough. But no, I thought I thought the like production of it and the the way they kind of explored the space was really interesting and and it wasn't like a fast-paced show, but it was intriguing enough to where I I wanted to keep watching it and see what was going to happen. Mhm. So I really liked going through that um i watched the venture brothers movie what all have i watched i watched the venture brothers movie is is pretty good it's a nice little capper to the show i feel like oh i watched renfield i told you to watch renfield now this movie is really dumb and uh-huh. i can't recommend it enough if you like watching nicholas cage be Nicolas Cage. It's not okay. it's not good. It's not like cuz sometimes Nicolas Cage is a good actor, right? Uh-huh. This isn't one of those. Okay, it, what if I don't like Nicolas Cage uh in general? In like either either mode. Oh, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh like, what's a movie that's supposed to be good that he's in? Well, okay, you're going to have to clarify what you mean by good. Okay, because... so there's only one movie he was in that I can recall. This is what I'm going to say. His best movie as was 
that he peeked in and you're going to be like, what? And I'm going to say it was Raising Arizona. Okay. I, I watched Raising Arizona really recently. It's a very good movie. Um, I think I still think that's his best movie. And it was like the first one. one first I think that he was yeah. in. He was in like two other movies. That's and I was talking to somebody else about it, and I was like, he's got his old teeth in that movie, um, because uh, his teeth are completely different. Like they're normal person teeth, not Hollywood teeth. Um. Well, it's because he stole uh that that one guy's teeth in that other in Face Off. So <laughs> John Travolta's teeth. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Now, see, if you don't like Face Off, Nicolas Cage, then you're not gonna like Renfield. Because Renfield is like, is like face off Nicolas Cage, where he's just like really hamming it up. But I like that. And so, you know, like I liked, what is it? The, there was some movie that was like the unbearable weight of massive talent that he oh, did with yeah. Pedro Pascal. Uh-huh. It's basically just a movie about, about, it's about, Nicholas Cage for like 90 minutes of Nicholas Cage just like going ape. <laughs> like yeah. he's got two different roles in that movie and they're both him and it was just like yeah, this is what I want out of a Nicholas Cage movie. I want an insane person. Okay. Um but sometimes there's good movies that he does where he's a good actor. Um like <laughs> Like Pig. Have I told you about Pig before? You told me about Pig. I still yeah. have never seen that one either. You should watch Pig. Oh, what was the other terrible... There's other things. Uh, gosh. Oh, uh, we so we finally saw Barbie movie because that was on streaming now. Oh, yeah. Um, it's fine. I don't know. I thought it was, I, I thought it was funny. It it's fine. I, I don't yeah. I don't know. Uh, yes, it's fine. That it's not like movie blockbuster of the year. It's got to be this big event thing. Yeah, I, I I mean again, you know, part of like watching stuff when everybody's not not after everybody's been talking about it and things. I, I well, first of all, like my nature in general is not to get caught up into groupthink. Uh-huh. And like, there's a lot of stuff. It's like, this is popular because everybody says it is, and you have to say that you like it because that's what everybody's doing. Whether or not it's like great, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Avatar. Yeah, the, the James Cameron movie, not the cartoon. <laughs> right, but it's just like, uh, I mean, I and and so like, my objective view is. It was fine. I think movies have got must have become really terrible for everybody to get so delighted about that movie the way that they were. Um, to me, it just makes me assume that all other movies available at the time by comparison were just really horrible. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And the thing about, I guess, Barbie is there was a lot of like. It was it was popular before it came out, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And then it was 
And then it was all right. And people watched it and they were like, hey, that was all right. Um, I mean, I mean, for movies based on a toy, it's definitely better than any Transformers movie that's been produced. Yeah. I mean, it's not better than, oh, did you watch the new Ninja Turtles movie? No, the like claymation one? Yeah. I No, I have not. Oh, that one's a, that's a good movie based on a toy. Based on a comic. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, that one's pretty fun. You should give that a shot because it's, uh, it's pretty silly and it's, it's charming. I think the care, the actors that they got for that, that Ninja Turtles and this new one are, are really, uh, um, I think they've got a, a, like a, you know how like the first season of Stranger Things and you're like, hey, these are fun kid actors. Like these are fun kid actors is how you feel when you watch it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't remember what else all what all else I have been watching. I'm still kind of going through the always sunny in Philadelphia seasons that I kind of dropped off on. And uh-huh. um something else but oh i got honored to start watching that foundation show oh the the sci-fi thing yeah yeah i am i'm not liking season two as much as the first season but that's one of those ones where apparently if you read the books you'd really hate it yeah well, what's funny is I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, yeah, so apparently like this, this and this aren't in the books at all. And I was like, really? Those are my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, there, yeah, there is a lot of stuff just like with how the show is presented that. But even apparently, like I was reading up on it and there's like stuff that was retconned by Isaac Asimov in later books mm-hmm. to be like, Oh no, that, that person, yeah, she was a robot the whole time. <laughs> and in the show, they're just like, yeah, she's a robot. So, right. Hey, speaking of stuff that's crap to watch, do you know what the hell Madam web is? Have you heard of this? No, I assume it's more of like just Sony, like grasping at straws to do whatever the hell they can with Spider-Man content. Yeah, it's so I, I didn't know what was going on. I, I only heard about it because I saw the recommendation in the, in YouTube I, and it was like, Hey, here's a trailer. I it's saw, yeah, I, I saw a trailer. I saw like a trailer for it. And I was just like, uh, I thought Madam Webb was like an old lady. That's why she's like, I'm Madam. <laughs> yeah. The, and then it's like, and then it's the like, old it's, lady. Like if you're thinking what I am, it's the old lady who dicks Peter Parker around in the cartoon. And it's just like, Hey, Spider-Man, here's a future where you're a, Monkey. man spider and uh, yeah. <laughs> here's a future where you know uh mj's turned into aliens and you're like what the hell madam webb why do you keep doing this right but then like like from what i saw the trailer it was like Teens. hey we're a bunch <laughs> of girls are all spider-man now yeah so yeah it's um the i had to read up on who this madam webb is because it's not it's not the Madam Web you and I are talking about. That's like the first Madam Web, and this is the second Madam Web. Uh-huh. And this is part of Sony's Spider-Man minus Spider-Man universe. 
where it's right. everybody you like from Spider-Man. No, it's not. It's everybody you don't like from Spider-Man. <laughs> Except Venom, I guess. Uh-huh. It's like Mor- Morpheus 2. Mor- Morbius. Yeah. Morbius. Morbius. Venom. Yeah. I, I... There was another well, one. Wasn't there? Didn't they do another one? Anyway. I don't know. I can imagine them like, well, let's take another villain to make him an anti-hero. Let's do a Scorpion where Scorpion's not really bad. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Scorpion will be our um, not a spider Spider-Man. But no, these are these. So there's two spider women in this one. And neither of them are the spider woman from Spider-Man and his amazing friends where she's got the, like red outfit. Because mm-hmm. there, there's three spider women or more, I forget. Anyway, yeah. So I don't think, a lot well, of- I don't think that Spider Woman. I don't think she's technically part of the Spider Man, the Spider Verse. So Sony probably doesn't have rights to her. She's probably still Marvel controlled. Yeah, probably. And I think she has like weird energy web stuff that she does. Oh, and she was in no, but she was in the Spider. A version of her was in the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the second one. Mm-hmm. She was the one on the motorcycle. That was, I think that's, anyway. Um, so the yeah, pregnant I, one? Yeah, the pregnant one. I think mm-hmm. she was a version of that where she has energy webs. I am really confused by, I guess Sony's just trying to hang on to the license. Maybe that's it. Like, so they keep having to make these, or they keep thinking it's going to be a hit. But then, mm. you know, they make this one and it's a whole movie and I haven't heard anything. I've only seen the one trailer on YouTube. Right. So I don't know, like, if they're trying to bury this stuff or. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is it even going to appear in theaters or is it just like coming to Sega Genesis or, or something? <laughs> I think it's coming to theaters. I don't okay. know. I only watched the trailer the one time. Um, okay. But who knows? Who knows? You can you can find it on Fumby, one of the many streaming channels you've never heard oh, of. Oh, yeah. Thubble. And it's, you know, one of those streaming services that's ad-based or something. Quibclop. Yeah. Um, Oh, speaking of ad base, I just got an email from freaking Amazon that they're going to start adding ads to their shit. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. This is when I cancel you. Yeah, that's lame. Everybody's adding an ad tier because they're like, oh, yeah, this. Wasn't this was more expensive than we thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why TV's been doing this for 75 years. And even not TV. Like, that's how YouTube worked. That's how Google works. It's all ad-based. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, all of these people like HBO and Disney and stuff, they were like, yeah, well, we'll we're going to start our own streaming service. And people will pay us directly. And then you'll see. You'll all see. Right. right. And then you just kind of watch their stuff get lower and lower budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hold on, hold on. Let's see if we can do this movie with just one actor and a green screen. Uh-huh. 
And then they've even started like pulling over like reality show stuff. So now it's not even like, oh, you go to these streaming platforms for like prestige television. It's like, oh, wait, uh, Netflix has a million like Bollywood lo uh, love triangle reality shows on there. Now. Right. Or, the, or like all of these things that are like disability porn where it's like, oh, I'm you know, I've got autism and I'm trying to date or, you know, trying to date when you you don't have hands or, you know, crap like that. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the one where they don't have hands? Is that one? Um... <laughs> no touching. No, no. No oh, no. I'm going to blame my sick brain on this, but um, not being able to come up with anything funny for a dating show about people who don't have hands. Uh-huh. What about like to have, but not hold? Mm. Hey, do you want to talk about video games any? Oh, fine. Uh, sure. So I, what was the game I was playing that I finished when I started? In one? I, uh, Baldur's I, Gate. I started playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Oh, but you finished something before that. I did finish. Well, I got, I got, I finished enough Starfield where I don't want to play that anymore. Oh, didn't you like beat it though? I got to the end, but I never knew Game Plus because, uh, oh, because it was lame. Like, yeah, I, I still haven't, still haven't touched that game. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, part of me is waiting to see what kind of mods get made once they release the mod tools. Yeah, if they'll make. But then I'm like, well, are they going to make anything more interesting? Well, and again, like, like. I don't think Starfield is terrible, but it's one of those games that like everybody's hating on it because everybody's hating on it kind of things. Well, but the way you described it was pretty dull. I don't remember how I described it. <laughs> I, I, well, there are some fun, there are some fun quests to uh -huh. do in it. Um, but there, I feel like they're, there's so much more to explore, quote unquote, but it feels like a lot less to do. And I think you think a lot of it is the I think I I honestly think a massive amount of it is the travel system. Like because in, you know, in Fallout 3 and 4, in Skyrim, in Oblivion and Morrowind, I mean fuck Daggerfall even like you know to get to like, you know, from one city to the next, you didn't have to fast travel there. It wasn't mandatory, right? Like there was an entire breadth of space that you could travel on foot to get to the next place. Yeah. And in that process of traveling to the next place, you would find new things and be like, oh, what's that? Let me go check it out. This game does not have that. Because the next thing you need to do in the quest is on some other planet. And the only way to get to that planet is go to your spaceship, hit the go to space button, which just load screens you to low, you know, to orbit outside that planet. 
and that's that space is not there's nothing to find and explore in that in that space right so then you go to your menu and hit the travel button and that jumps you to the other the next planet and you see nothing in between right there's nothing that to make you stop and look and catch your interest because it's just a loading screen that takes you to the next planet and then you're in orbit outside of that planet and there's nothing to find because you're just there right yeah. and then you hit the land at the destination button and you do and then you walk to the thing that you need to go to and maybe there's like one point of interest or something there but it's probably like a repeat dungeon like you know procedurally generated like repeat dungeon that you've seen in like on like three other planets and it's like uh that's not going to be anything special for me to find there and so you skip past that and you just go straight to your destination and so it makes the game way to me i think that's part of what makes the game so much shorter is because all of that like discovery is gone right and like if you and like yeah i guess if you don't want to do a quest you can just fuck off to some planet and then land on it and run around and find stuff but none of that stuff is there's not a purpose to any of that stuff it's all procedurally generated so it all is kind of meaningless right I'm not going to find some item that like leads me on like a, a real quest. Yeah. Like the part of the problem moving from something like fallout or an elder scrolls is those all had like pretty, they were built the, all the dungeons and stuff were built with character, at least not including Daggerfall. Daggerfall was all procedurally generated stuff. Right. Dungeons, but and so you could do like even if the dungeon itself didn't have a specific item or something, it might have some interesting character about who was there or what you found or you know, yeah, yeah, like there there was always like some little piece of lore or something in it, or maybe it was like a a cave that was like part of a quest that you hadn't found yet. Or something, right? And you'd be like, oh, crap, you know. And you, you, you'd, like, go in there and you'd, like, kill the bear that was in the cave. And then you'd leave and then you'd go to a town and be like, we have, you know, I need help. There's a bear. It's like, oh, I already killed that bear. And they're like, oh, you're awesome, dude. And, like, none of that is ever going to happen yeah. in the, like, random things you happen upon in Starfield. And that's the thing that really kills it. Like, they, they tried to make it so big that they that it lost everything that makes those games interesting and exciting. Yeah. And I think in the same way, they also made it feel small. Yeah. Because you don't have the opportunity to like wander and explore the space. You have to just like click to go into right. like and kind of a, a, a map that is sequestered and this is your exploration. Right. Zone. And I think like, I think something that I think that's something that like they don't like like people that try to defend the game don't get it's like what do you mean there's so much you can explore it's like yeah but like nobody wants to explore like like exploring just for the sake of exploration either gets old really fast or is just something I don't want to do at all right like like if you don't have like I don't have a reason to go do that there's not 
Like, I, I'm not going to specifically gain something by doing that. I'm not going to happen onto anything that really feels like it matters to the world that I'm in. Yeah. So, like, conversely, you know, playing Baldur's Gate 3, like, it is an entirely crafted world, right? Like, every single thing that you find, everything that you run into is part of some other thing, part of some other side quest or something. And you may not know it until later. Like I, you know, I found some like random hermit and I murdered him and he had some crystal on him. And it's like, Oh crap, this crystal's, you know, part of some crazy quest that I have found, you know? Yeah. You can't really, well, I mean, you, you could build a system to like pepper that stuff into a procedurally generated content. You have to like make rules to populate those unique places. So yeah, maybe I don't know. I'll I'll see what kind of happens with that game over the course of time. Like, I didn't pick up No Man's Sky until long after they released it, and it. I don't think it's going to improve like that. I don't think they're going to put the same amount of time into Starfield to like make it something more than that than mm-hmm. what it is, but. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I played, I played a game that is called Breath Edge because I got it for free, and it's a space survival game. There's so many of these games where, like, you have a uh, like a drink and an eat meter, and you've got health and you've got oxygen. <laughs> drink and eat meter. So it's a survival game. Yeah. And I I don't think that those mechanics are interesting. Like I don't think the eat and drink, at least the way that they were implemented in this game, maybe it holds true for other games as well. But it's kind of just it's kind of just a clock that you have to kind of keep an eye on every once in a while. Like and there was never like enough of a scarcity to the resources for eating and drinking that I ever was concerned about it. And if I, I would typically, what it would happen was I would have my inventory. I would have two bottles of water and two foods. And, and those were like always in my inventory. And if I ever found stuff out and around, I just ate it or drank it there to fill my health and my drink back or to fill my eat and my drink back up. And then was like, okay, <laughs> and it would just move on, you know? And yeah. so I'm like, why is this even in the game? Uh, it's, I think it's just one of those things that's like become, I mean, it's like the hit point bar it just became a staple of survival games that just, they all have it because, because that's the expectation Yeah, is that you should have it. Uh, like the, I'll tell you like the game that I thought did that, in a way that made me care about it and it actually mattered was uh, Valheim. Because with Valheim, you will not starve if you never eat anything. But what Valheim does is when you eat a meal, it will increase your maximum stamina or and, and hit points for a limited amount of time. And then mm-hmm. slowly as the you know, slowly it wears off and like that percentage, like, so you eat this piece of food and it gives you, you know, 30 
extra hit points and 10 extra stamina. And then like, you know, it lasts for 25 minutes. And then, but then like, you know, the last five minutes, it's only giving you like half of that benefit or something. And once it's gone, then bam, like, you know, 30 points of your max HP is just lopped off. Yeah. So it makes you care about eating. Like you want to eat that stuff, but it also means that like, as you find more advanced foods and stuff, it's not that like, oh, I don't have to pay attention to it as long as often. It's that like, now my potential for like getting into combat is much better because my survivability, it increases your survivability. And that's what makes it really useful. But like, if you're just running around building stuff in your house, you all, you can still eat the crappy stuff because you just need enough food so that if you fall off your ladder while you're building your roof, you don't die. Yeah. Yeah, and that seems like that's interesting because it takes food as a survival mechanic, but it brings it into other parts of the gameplay. Right. And it's I, it's not and, just uh it's not just a ticking clock. Yeah, and there's also like other like, you know, meat meaty foods and and stuff like that like add more to your health. And then there's like drinks and and like sugary things will add more to your stamina. So like like a bowl of carrot soup is really good for stamina. And that's when you want to do like farming or building or something or, or mining that requires a lot of stamina versus, you know, you, you're going to want to eat like the meaty foods to give you more hit points when you have to fight a boss or something. Yeah, that's kind of like the Zelda like the Breath of the Wild stuff where you can make foods that like boost max HP or max stamina. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to engage with the food system at all in that game. It's just kind of a bonus, a, you know, thing. Yeah, you. I mean, you, you pretty much have to in Valheim because if you're totally foodless, like, you'll get your butt kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other than that, the game, I guess back to the Breath Edge game, like you you have it's space, so you have oxygen. And that works early on, it's kind of a, a simple tether system. Like you can only spend so much time gathering stuff to build stuff so that you can build stuff to help you gather more stuff. And it's like that for about I'd say like two thirds of the game is that. And they have all these systems for like, you can build, you can start building like, uh, like, cause you're kind of going around like a, a busted up ship. Like you're, you were on this ship that exploded. And so you're kind of going from place to place that supplies oxygen and building crude implements to like, craft or dis dismantle things so that you can gather resources. And then as you progress, you can build kind of a platform to build your own kind of hub of, of stations and things for like, um, like a research station and those sorts of things that are in those survival games. But by the time that you have to start doing that, there's only a handful of things that you actually have to like research. 
And there's not a lot of benefit really to building a big station, but they give you a lot of different modules that you can add onto it. And it doesn't really make any sense to me because at that point, you're probably in a place to where you could progress to the next phase, which kind of abandons all of that stuff, like all of the base building stuff. You end up getting repairing and getting into a spaceship, moving to a different map, and then flying around in the spaceship. And so then it's like space combat, a little bit of the crafting stuff also. I mean, again, and then I'm like, so, so what was weird, though, was like I kept having scenarios where I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep playing this game. Uh-huh. And then I would like. Play it a little bit and get a little further and be like, well, this isn't too bad. But then when I got to the spaceship part, I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad I don't have to like putter around waiting for my oxygen to refill or like going to these point to point and stuff anymore like I'm just flying around in the spaceship doing space combat stuff and then I'm like oh the whole game should have been this <laughs> this is actually uh-huh. fun and then I did that for like maybe like three more hours and then I beat the game and it was just like oh oh well that was the fun part was the not survival game part of it uh-huh. well again like I, I don't know I, I mean the, the game sounds like it's kind of just all over the place but like Again, like the base building stuff, that's just survival game stuff. Like, yeah, you don't need most of that crap, but it's just like for people to build shit and sh- and like show like, hey, look at this crazy, stupid stuff that I built. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, kind of, it's like they added all that stuff to No Man's Sky, right? Like you can build right. crazy bases and right. mine Even, facilities like, but, and stuff. And none of right. that advances a goal outside of your own independent goal of building a giant right it's just it's just legos that's all it's there for yeah for some people that's enough yeah right like yeah starfield has the base building stuff too and there's like no purpose to it at all there's like no quests that tie to it there's like there's just like one like radiant quest thing that totally sucks and it's not even worth it uh that like requires you to have components of a base but like the base building stuff in there is like totally just for your own edification or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes. So I am in. Yeah. So I am doing Baldur's Gate three now. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but like I, I'm. Maybe I haven't got far enough to to know, like why everyone was like so obsessed with it but like there's something i was like for me because i played the the divinity games you know back Mm -hmm. when you know a decade ago or whatever like playing this game i'm like it's it's divinity with with you know 5e dungeons and dragons veneer yeah you know uh and so I'm like, why is everybody like, uh, again, it's one of those bandwagon things, I guess, right? Like it became a big deal to make it popular. So it's popular because it's popular, but it's like, they've been doing these games for 20, I don't know, not 20 years, but like over a decade, right? That 
they've been making this type of game larian has mm-hmm. and just now and now everybody's like oh wow these games you're making are good games i'm like duh where have you been <laughs> yeah i don't know i i i'm not like again it's not like i'm saying Baldur's gate isn't good but it's more just like it's not it doesn't feel like this new innovative thing to me because it's familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I'd ever get very far in that game because I've tried to play Divinity three times and I've never gotten that. I've only gotten to the tutorial, past the tutorial area, into the first little town and then stopped. Like, you, yeah, made it as far as talking to the cat and then you're like, okay. Yeah. And that's as far as I've ever gotten in that game. And I've never made it past that because something, either the co-op person I was playing with, like either you or my roommate or whatever, we just like stopped playing it. Or when I tried to play it by myself, I just kind of like went, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't get into it. Is, is two more, engaging like i don't and maybe i just don't like that style of game because like i try to play like the original fallout one and two which are that style of game and planescape torment and i've heard everybody loves like planescape torment and the second first and second fallout games and i'm just like man i just don't enjoy that style of game i guess yeah i mean it it may just be not your type of game like you may just not dig turn-based tactical games. I don't know that that's the main problem. I feel like the main problem is the walking around town and talking to everybody. Oh, well, then you definitely, this game is not for you. Because, like, I, even thinking about it, it feels, I feel tired. And maybe I'm just still sick. But, like, thinking about, <laughs> like, whenever I started playing, like, Planescape, right, you know, you you walk around and you get kind of as you get past the tutorial area again, like you get dumped into a town and I walked around town and I'm just talking to people. And I, t- I talked to a handful of people and of course, you know, I goaded somebody into shooting me and so I died or something and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm dead. Do I want to try that again? No, not really. And so I don't know, like. I maybe it's because I don't appreciate the writing or I don't find it as entertaining as other people do. But there's so many times where I just like don't find it interesting to listen to these people. And like I and so if that's what a lot of the game is, I'm just like, I don't really want to listen to you. Like this <laughs> this isn't fun. And like the less text a game has for their NPCs, though I'm just like, great. What does this NPC says? He says, hi, how are you? Welcome to town. Cool. All right, next person. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a town where, like, the only people you can talk to are, like, the three guys with a speech bubble over their head and the other 37 people in the town don't talk to you. Yeah, like, you can just talk to the guys you need to talk to, you know? Right, so I I, so I can understand why you like, you, you probably like Cyberpunk more because... That game, yes, there's lots of talking moments, but it's like there's very clear like these are the five characters that you actually have to talk. Yeah, right. and everybody else is like just a, a 
automaton set mannequin. Like you, set dressing. You can barely yeah. interact with them, right? Uh, but it, like I liked, you know, I like Deus Ex, right? But again, Deus Ex, like the population of those games, like it was the same kind of deal. You walk up to a guard and you and you're just like, "Hey, guard," and he goes like, "Hey, Denton." End of conversation. <laughs> yeah uh and it and you can go through and you can like read a whole bunch of like data pads and stuff if you want um and i would do that a lot but like yeah you don't have to sit there and i feel like pressured to like talk to everybody because they're they spent they're all supposed to be interesting right they're all supposed to have something important well, to say. right and there's going to be like 10 quests that you miss out on if you don't talk to every single person in the town yeah yeah it's like the freaking yakuza games like there's i had the i found myself with those games just like looking at a guide to walk me through all the side quests because those are all the best content is all the side quests but you could miss a bunch of them if you don't like scour the city running around and you don't like catch like the edge of a the hallway that you're supposed to hit <laughs> in order to trigger a cutscene, uh, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, where are you gonna hide this? The best stuff, and you know. I know, I know what you're talking about, and like, and people complain what, about have, like. That's why I have to put on like the 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 quest finder gloves or whatever it is that like actually makes them appear on the map and stuff. Yeah, and people complain about quest markers and things, uh, you know, ruining the experience. Like hitting on Ubisoft games and all that. Yeah, and I'm like, man, if I don't have a quest marker, I'm never going to find it. I'm just going to beeline it to whatever the next thing is because right. Cause I don't at have least, time. Yes, it won't. Wa- <laughs> they're not wasting your time. Yeah, so like that, I, that it also explains probably one of the reasons why like Elden Ring is also not a game for you. Actually, at least with Elden Ring, like literally there's like very, very few people in the world. Like when you find someone, there's probably a quest about him because there's only like one guy every five square miles. Yeah. Well, one guy that's not trying to kill you every five square miles. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Everything else is like trying to stab you. Yeah. It's like, OK, there's a person there. Are they trying to kill me immediately? No. OK, they have a quest. Yeah. That's- that's how that one works. Yeah, and is uh, that game's co-op too, right? Uh, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's because it's the same thing. It's the same engine. Yes, you can do it multiplayer. Yeah, I'll I'll play it with you a bit if you want. Well, um, I'll have to get through some of these other games that I'm working on. Yeah, like I uh, I started this game, another game I got for free called Death Loop, mm-hmm. which is. Um, Oh uh, yeah, the roguelike shooter. Is that what that one is? Yeah, so um that is not a good description. I mean it's some it's accurate, but it's not a okay. So you know I don't like roguelikes, right? Uh-huh. But I did like Hades. Mm-hmm. Hades is very much a roguelike. Yeah, but it's doesn't suck. Like, it's not it's not a thing that just makes you do a bunch of repetitive crap to pad out the time. Right. It's it like each time you go through that, it's you're actually like progressing like the story. And it, it's a little bit different each time you go through. Well, Deathloop is kind of it's a roguelike, 
And all so there's two things that I thought were were kind of going against uh, going against it for me, which is why I didn't play this game until I got it for free. Which is it's a roguelike game and it has asynchronous multiplayer. And I was so I was immediately just like, somebody can invade your game, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to play I don't want to play a a a uh, an immersive sim like a Deus Ex or a Dishonored where somebody can like ruin my time right mm-hmm. <laughs> well and it turns out you can turn that off right so you can just say like no just have an ai control that person who can like hunt you or whatever um and then the roguelite stuff is it's different so there's different maps like a like a like a dishonored or like a or something like that. There's like different maps with different layouts. And you go through a, uh, what is it? It's like morning, noon, afternoon, and night. There's this like one day sequence that you go through. And so depending on which map you go to, there's different like states that that map is in, depending on the time of day you go to it. And so different things will be accessible depending on when you go there. But you're also like finding out clues and finding codes to things. And so like you're making progress and making notes of things as you move through the different places and go through the time. And then when you finish the day, the day resets. And so you have to like also... The roguelike element is like you can save some equipment eventually. And so you like pick what gear and stuff you want to go into a map with and then look for it. You can like pick things that put a quest marker on your map and look for specific things. Or you can try to like just dig around and investigate and like lurk and find other new information that um, to lead you to like maybe a better gun or maybe info about like where a person's supposed to be. But your overall goal is you're trying to like kill these rich asshole people who made this private island for themselves. And so you're what you have to do is the in order to like, I guess, finish the game, you have to kill them all in the same day. So then you have to find out how to make sure each one of these people is killable in a certain spot at a certain time of day, right? So that you can go through each time of day in the one day to kill them all, right? Okay. So you got to like get this one guy when he's like working on his car and just like kick the jack out from underneath it and knock and take him out. Yeah. Or you can say like, there's another, there's a thing where you can like, you know, plant a message to somebody that brings them from the map that they're usually in into a different map where another guy is so that you can get two of them in one map at the same time and, you know, blow them up together or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, it, there's, and then, like, beyond that, the, the setting of the space and stuff is pretty interesting. And the differences between times of day are, like, pretty, dras- pretty drastic. 
but it does feel like kind of dishonored and you're like sort of skulking around and there's even some of the same powers. I don't know if you ever played Dishonored. No, I never played that. I don't. Yeah. But there's like a, in both of them, there's like a blink ability where you can like teleport to a space in front of you uh, that helps you like platform and stuff. And then there's actually, there's really a lot of abilities in this game that are straight out of Dishonored. <laughs> is it made by the same people or is it just, it's made by, yeah, it's made by Arcane, but this is like a sub-studio of Arcane. I don't know if they were the ones in Austin or not, but mm. yeah. But Arcane in, is led by, or at least it was started by former Ion Storm people, which are the guys who worked on Deus Ex. Deus Ex, yeah. Harvey Smith, I think, is the one who is on that is at that place but so so far i'm i'm liking death loop pretty good uh it's got yeah. a weird like um postmodern no i think that might be it like that 60s 70s uh mod vibe like mid-century mid-century modern that's what it is yeah yeah uh, okay okay yeah well, uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 enjoying like coming up with uh, various like class builds in Baldur's Gate. It's kind of scratching that itch since I haven't found like I don't have like a D and D group here. Like when we played in in Texas, like we played this thing called Adventures League, where it was just like they would run a you know people would run a game, you could just join in a game like every time they had a session going mm -hmm. and so like we had like out of necessity we had like 30 different characters that we made because you know you get there and be like this this is for characters like this level to that level and it's like well if your character is too high or too low then you've got to have one ready so like it's kind of scratching the itch of like let me make you know 10 different characters with different builds and stuff but because i control the entire party i get to like actually make them all like have a complementary build which is way more interesting than just the one character so like what i'm what i'm trying to do now is like team shadow where uh i don't know if you're familiar with warlocks but they have like they have this these things called eldritch invocations which give them like kind of extra passive abilities mm -hmm. and one of that one of them that you can get as early as level two in that class is the ability to see in magical darkness so how is that different than regular darkness so dark vision uh lets you see in dim light like like in a cave or something yeah but the magical spell darkness will blind anyone that doesn't have blind sight or the ability to see in magical darkness. So even like drow and stuff will get blinded by the darkness spell. Oh, okay. So you like cause darkness that is more than just the absence of light. It's like a it's like a magic haze. Yes, it's it's magical darkness. And 
like so my you know my characters multi-class into warlocks so that they can see in magical darkness and so then i just cast it on my team and my team is all hiding in the darkness but they can still see the bad guys outside of it uh-huh. and it's great because like so if a bad guy comes into the darkness they're blind which means they have disadvantages on attacks and attacks against them if you can see them have advantage uh-huh. or if they're outside of the darkness they can't see my guys at all and can't attack them <laughs> um, so you're just this like this like just gross death fog <laughs> <laughs> yes and then just like well i guess we have to go in there to find them and then it's like get them bam, 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 bam. Uh-huh. yeah it's great or if like they hang out outside then there's just all these projectiles flying out of the darkness just murdering people yeah that sounds horrible that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great <laughs> It was awesome. Like, like I, I, it's very, it's, it, it is, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I know like maybe you're not like in the turn-based combat stuff, but it's, it's a lot of fun to get into like fights that seem like you really should not survive, but just using a bunch of crazy shenanigans to like, to, to, to win. Like I, I did like the, the, the fog battle thing, right? Like I was fighting a goblin village and like, seriously, there were so many freaking goblins. There was like, I was outnumbered like three or four to one. It was, there was a lot. Uh huh. Like, it was like 20 goblins and like four guys. Yeah. And yeah, so like, my guys are like all in the dark and they just, and what's great is it's, it, I think, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I feel like this is maybe a strategy that like, maybe it's just because I haven't got to like a bunch of wizards and stuff with AOE attacks and things, but like, they are, the AI is not handling this strategy at all right now. <laughs> That's what I will say. Because, like, like the goblins, like, literally just, like, surrounded the darkness, and most of them, were like, would not go in, uh-huh. which just meant that I was just picking them off one by one, you know, as they're out there, like, menacing at me, but, like, not able to do anything to me. <laughs> so... I've I've only had one encounter and it was like like with like this hag that could I think she was just had vials of acid that she was checking at me and so she'd like throw a vial of acid into the darkness and maybe hit like one or two people with it but they do like two damage uh-huh to them Okay so yeah you can still have people who can cast stuff at an area and they're like well I'm pretty sure they're in that glob of dark over there. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yes. Uh, the other thing that really messes them up is if everybody on your team hides and like successfully hides, then they're all just like, what do we do? <laughs> well, it is funny that you mentioned I'm not a big turn-based RPG person because I did just start Super Mario RPG. <laughs> Yes, but that's got nostalgia juice to like get you going a little bit, right? Yeah, it it does because let me tell you, like the Switch upgrade version of this game, it's like it is that game, like it's the same game, and but it's just a better version of it. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's just like prettier, uh, better, like improved uh, music for the most part. Yeah, I mean, and they like Nintendo is totally <laughs> Disneying their shit, right? It's like, hey, you remember that movie that we made like fifty years ago? Well, now here's a live action version of it, and Nintendo is just like, hey. Remember that video game that you played 25 years ago? Well, here's here it is. No gameplay changes, just cuter graphics. Well, they did make some gameplay changes, but I, I think it's for the better. Like, I don't remember if you could. Could you just hot swap people in your party? Uh, I don't recall. Probably not. Like during combat or? Yeah, like. When it's their turn, you can just like swap a dude out, like in yeah. The... I don't think they had that like Pokemon return feature. Yeah, so they've added that possibly, and they've added um, an indicator to tell you when you should do the action button to like defend or um, do an additional hit or do your additional spell damage or whatever. Right, like so. Was there like? Like a little meter that built like because I remember like Mario, like when you did the jump attacks, like you could if you timed it right, like yeah. you could you could bounce on it multiple times. Yeah. Um now the the little flash is not like um it's not as forgiving as say like the Batman counter flash or something like that. <laughs> or the Spidey Sense uh-huh. counter. Is it like the Legend of Dragoon stuff? No, it's not like that either. It doesn't even have like a timing thing that like because in Legend of Dragoon it had a thing that like slowly, uh, yeah, it would like zoom, yeah, it like <laughs> yeah, it would swoosh in. Yeah, no, this is just like an exclamation point that appears over your head that says like that was it. <laughs> so you have to like watch that and go like, oh, that was it. So then I need to like hit it. Before I see that flash, because if I see that flash, I've probably missed it already. <laughs> so it's not so much a a timing helper. It's more like a you should have turned back there type of person. Like, yeah, yeah. It, you, you'll probably mess it up the first time. But if you see it, you can go like, oh, yeah. And so there's also like, I don't even know if this existed in the previous game, but there's like on the additional hits in the defense, there was a window where you can do more damage with a second hit, or you can do defend and take only, like, partial damage. But then there's the perfectly timed version, where if you perfectly time the attack, it will splash damage to everybody else. And if you perfectly time the defense, it blocks all damage. Unless it's a status ailment, then you still get the status ailment. Um, and they also added a thing that's like a meter that you build, like as you do like good timing on attacks or defending, you build a chain that like buffs your team a little bit, depending on who's in the party, you get different buffs. And then there's a, uh, a meter that builds, that's kind of like a limit break sort of thing where like, if you get it to a hundred percent, you can do a triple attack. So depending on your party makeup, you've got a different attack that you can unleash that will do different stuff depending on who's 
So if you've got like Gino and Malo, that'll do one attack. But if you've got Bowser and Gino, that's a different attack. I feel like that was in the game before, but I I might be wrong. I yeah, I don't think that was in the game before. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's been pretty neat and it's one of those things where like I have definitely been looking at a guide the entire time because I'm like I've already played this game. I don't there's no spoilers, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like let me just get all the hidden chests and get all the plus this is that style of Japanese RPG back when like you could just freaking straight up miss something like there is a a treasure chest that's like i was going through the guide and it's the first it's the first thing that's on the hidden treasure chest list and it's like in the original super nintendo you would have to like chase after a toad and bounce off his head to get up to this place and get this treasure chest or reload your save because it would be gone forever and you'd never be able to get it uh-huh. And I'm like, oh wow! And they're like, but in this version, they changed it, so they'll just have ambient toads you can bounce off of after a certain point. And I'm like, dang man, <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah, that was that was how I played Elden Ring because I don't have time for that bullshit. <laughs> just like there's because there's so many things in that game that are like it, like if you don't. If you talk to this person and then go to this next zone, they die and you lose the item to get from them forever. Or, you know, just totally random shit. Yeah. Like that, right? Yeah. Like, open the third chest, but not the fifth. Because if you open the fifth, that will prevent you from getting, like, the best item in the game. Or, you know, just stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Just, like, weird esoteric rules that make no sense, but... Yeah. Yeah, like I think well, that, that was, was something... like I forget which one it was one of the demon souls or the one of the dark souls. It might have been like Dark Souls three that had a DLC that I think you could you could you had to buy. And um, I was talking to my roommate and he was like, yeah, so in order to get to this DLC, you have to like find this wall in a cave and hit it and that lets you go through it and then in there you can get this thing and you have to get this thing and drop into this other area and feed this thing to a bird and that bird's going to take you to the dlc area and i was like this is the thing you paid for he's like yeah and i'm like and you would without a guide have no idea how to get to this content you paid real money for and he was like yeah (laughs) right yeah, I am like, so I am trying to avoid quest spoiler stuff, mostly in Baldur's Gate. Like I I do look I, I am looking at guides for like how the character class stuff works because they did change things. It's not strictly 5e rules. So like. Like Conjuration Wizards, like is my favorite wizard subclass, but they don't like. The thing that you get at level two in the 5e handbook is like at level two, you get the ability to just like conjure a random item at will whenever you want. Like there's some rules like it can't be worth so much and it can't be magical and stuff, but it's like that's a freaking amazing power, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, 
I need lockpicks. Bam, I got lockpicks, you know? Yeah. I need monkey meat. Bam, I got monkey meat. You know, (laughs) whatever it is, you just conjure it. Uh, And uh, they changed it in this game to at level two, you get to cast the spell create water. Uh, that just sounds like, like peeing. It's, <laughs> I gotta make well, water. <laughs> yes. Well, it's. I mean, it's. It's like. It's like throwing a water balloon grenade. Do you remember that in, in Divinity? Like, I never got that far. Okay, so like, I mean, it's basically just you. You cover an area of, of, just, the battlefield in in a watery surface. Yeah, and people you, you are make, in the water. You make a small area wet. Yes, you make small area wet. And yeah. it's like, everyone's like, oh, well, that's really good, though, because because they've never played a fucking Larian game before. And they don't realize that, like, that. I mean, that's part of what that game is all about, right? It's like you cover a spot. There's like and, environment interaction stuff. Yeah, you right? cover a spot in water. So in, in Baldur's Gate, you cover a spot in water. Anybody who's wet takes is becomes vulnerable to uh, cold and lightning damage. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's things like if there's poison gas in the air. You know, just like in Divinity, if you hit it with fire, it'll cause an explosion uh-huh. and stuff like that. So it's like, it's like, yeah, like I get like, so like, oh, this is, this is actually really useful. It's like, except it's not because I have like 300 vials of water in my inventory that I can just use to do the same thing and do it, pick a different subclass. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, it's not good. It's not good just because you say it's good. So that was that was disappointing. So no conjuration wizards for me. Is that the only thing they could do? Was make water? I, yeah, I don't know. It seems it's lame. Yeah, like I don't know why they couldn't let me make a lockpick or a trap disarm. That was another thing that bothers me. Is like in Five E, they 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 went with the Larian system where like you use these tools or lockpicks to pick locks and you have the disarm traps, you have a separate item called a trap disarm. Uh-huh. And there's no such thing as a trap disarm kit in fifth edition Dungeons Dragons. You use these tools for everything. Yeah. And they, it's, they did not change that for Baldur's Gate three. So there's trap disarm kits and these tools and the these tools only get consumed. If you fail the dexterity check, but the trap disarm kits get consumed no matter what. Oh. Um, which is another, just like lame. And it's like, Conjuration Wizard, just let me make those. Let me just make one. Yeah. You yeah. can't just like throw a rock at it and disarm the trap. Or like I mean, that's what I do. Trap. That's what I do 90% of the time is I'll, I'll hit it with a firebolt cantrip or I'll throw a rock. If it's a pressure plate, I'll throw a rock at it. Uh-huh. If it's if it's like a tripwire or something else, I'll you know I'll throw stuff at it, and you know they got the same thing with like they've got the vents that spew gas out, and you can just cover them with a box. Uh huh. So, yeah. Again, Larian game. All the trap stuff is exactly the same. Yeah, they made this set of tools, and they've continued to use it across multiple games. Yeah, and I refuse to use any of them. 
No, I'm playing a new game. I'm not playing a divinity. I'm playing. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's it's no, no. It's it's like well, if you're going to take this item away from me when I successfully use it, then I will never use it. Oh, that's that, how you're I, talking about that thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like the. So I mean, you, you know how like you recover your spell points and stuff in fifth editions, like you do a like a you short, have like short, short rest, rest and long rest. Yeah. So they limit like your you can make a like you make a long rest, but you only can make two short rests before you have to make another long rest. So okay. and like and basically like long rest. Well, there's two things. So Completing various quests or taking long rests will sort of advance time in the game. So there's some quests that will like, or or things that will states of the world that will change if you've rested too many times. Oh, okay. So now I like also refuse to long rest, and I've played. Uh, I've played for like this entire week without taking a long rest, and my characters have been getting through all of the combats without any spell slots or any like all of my key points and spell slots and wild shapes have all been consumed and I'm still just getting through combat essentially on weapon attacks and cantrips alone and sometimes sometimes I'll throw an alchemist's fire or something uh-huh <laughs> how how um oblivion of you <laughs> just hoarding everything i have like like just refusing few... to refusing to what? do the thing that's going to like make you advance something <laughs> almost out of spite for the system <laughs> yes like literally to spite the system but like what's funny is uh like they they put a limit on how much you can can long rest right uh-huh. because you have to use camping supplies which like anytime you find like Basically, if you find any kind of food or alcohol or whatever, like you can pick it up and it's camping supplies. I have like thousands of camping supplies. It only takes 40 to do a long rest. Uh-huh. And I have like like over 3000 camping supplies. <laughs> yeah, you're like a prepper at this point. <laughs> and I still want to do it. And there's like there's like these a couple of events right now that are like like oh thanks you saved us or like i'll you know this guy will help you after you camp tonight and it's been like you know 20 hours since that happened uh-huh. and they're like they're like all still like hanging out like all these tieflings <laughs> are like ready to head out but they're still waiting to camp with me like one of <laughs> what? one of the npc one of the one of the like npc character like party members is like waiting to have sex with me whenever we camp out. And it's like, not yet. Not camping yet. <laughs> like it's it, would been, be, it would be it's, funny if they took that into account in their game design. And all of these people are just like haggard after like 20 <laughs> hours. And it's like, please just long, please just camp. I'm oh, so tired. I, like, I need to camp. Like my characters will like say things, you know, like, I mean, just like, just like the, the other layering games, like when you, send them to do stuff to like kind of chatter a bit. Like mm-hmm. my characters like all the time are like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I need to rest. And, <laughs> and it's like, no, I won't do it. 
That's which which brings me to something that I don't think this game has, which is exhaustion. Uh huh. If you're familiar with that mechanic, which no. is like if you go too long without resting, you can get exhaustion, which will like make you have disadvantage on rolls and and things. Like eventually, like if you get, it, it's like something that you get into stacks, and the only way to get rid of exhaustion is to take a long rest. And so, if you build up too many, um, too much exhaustion, you will just die. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, like real life. Yeah, but uh, I don't think this game has exhaustion because I feel like I probably would have got some by now because, like, I I've almost completed the entire chapter of like the the first chapter, like the first world. Oh, I feel like the first, I've almost completed the it. first act. The first act, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, and I've only taken two long rests, and that was bef- the the first time I took a long rest. It was before I knew how the system worked, mm-hmm. and after that second one, I was like, never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think from what people have said, I think you've seen most of the good stuff. Like, I I want to say that game, from what I've heard, is pretty front front heavy as far as stuff goes like i first be two surprised. acts are, yeah. are supposed to be really good and the third act is like kind of a slog i i wouldn't be surprised like it feels like probably like like because i kept going exploring this this first act and i'm like okay i mean it's a pretty big map here and then it's like oh here's this like here's the underdark and now it's like a whole nother map underneath underground and then, like, I found the goblin camp, but it's like, oh, there's this whole interior space here. Like, I keep finding, like, all of these big, expansive, like, dungeons and other things. And so it it does feel like probably, probably Act 1 was, I, I'm, I'm guessing, like, was the, was the early access content or something, which is why there's just a crap load of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think Acts 1 and 2 the early access stuff yeah well we've been going for an hour and a half just about okay well we should okay. stop then yeah uh let's do one last thing um let's do, i am going to propose spider-man 2 as uh best batman game of the year best batman game okay. yeah because once i don't think there's been a batman game this year but spider-man uh Two has done it again, and they've made you feel like Batman. <laughs> Plus, you get a black suit in this one, so gotcha. Even gotcha. better with web wings. Mm-hmm. You do have All web right. wings. Oh my gosh, it's just like Batman. There you go. You're flying you go. around the ta- Gotham City, but it's New York, and but there's New York is just a Gotham City. And just like the best Batman game, there's no Batmobile. Right. Uh, okay, so that's your like game I, of the year. Is your your Batman game of the year is Spider Man Two? My Batman game of the year is, is Spider Man Two. I feel like the last time I talked about Spider Man Two, I kind of undersold it. It's a really good game. It's nothing. Uh, well, okay. At the time that I was talking about it before, I hadn't really been surprised by anything. Um, but it does go interesting places, and I think it's a very good game. And I haven't looked at any of the Insomniac leak stuff. Because I don't want to ruin anything, but it does make me look forward to what they do with Wolverine. 
So my uh, my uh, fun per dollar cost, and I'm talking retail, not like discounted or free on some game service. My my fun per dollar cost game of the year is Vampire Survivors because it was like two or three dollars. And for that amount of money, I should not have had as much fun and spent as much time playing that game as I did. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think I spent about half as much time playing that game as I did Starfield, which was, you know, $70. 20 times more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've heard good things about Vampire Survivors, but it is another one of those things that doesn't look like it would, I would enjoy it. No, you would definitely hate it. Great. I had forgotten I played Diablo 4 this year. Uh, what is that was your... Gonna, that was going your... to be my game of the year that I forgot I played. <laughs> yeah. Was, I oh, was yeah. literally was going to say Diablo 4 was my game of the year that I forgot I played. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I was going to put that in the category. I similarly named one of, of just like, oh, right, I did play that. That is Diablo and 4. We played that together. We, we played actually... that together a lot. Yeah, but it was just it, it just kind of like was in one ear and out the other. And by the time we got done with it, it was like, yeah. Oh, right. I, I did play that. We both got sick of playing at it, it at the exact same time. Yeah, which was because like neither one of us was like, oh, man, he's not playing anymore. We we're just like, oh, you're not playing. Uh, me too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was just like, well, I guess we're done. I yeah. guess uh, I guess that's it. Like before the and then there was like, how about that new season content? No. Nah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. And I know people who like are still playing like the new season stuff and they keep talking about like what's coming up in the new season. And I'm just like, yeah, you're not going to get me to go back to that. I uninstalled Battle.net. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what my actual game of the year is probably I guess it would be a toss up between God of War and Spider-Man probably lean more towards Spider-Man I don't know it did have a lot of bugs though it was pretty buggy like I kept having this bug where um, I, I think it was a memory leak issue where after a while because you know you can leave stuff in suspend on the PS4 mm-hmm. I mean 5 that's what I'm playing it on holy crap um, you can leave stuff in suspend and come back to it and I know because like I make games for the PS system of stuff and it suspends the executable. It doesn't like do any like garbage collection or anything. So if you have like stuff consuming RAM over time or even not consuming it, like even if you do have good garbage collection, but it like fragments the RAM. So you run out of like usable chunks you just can't load certain things. And so at some point, some of the outfits for Spider-Man would stop loading. And then you just get this white cube that is Spider-Man. <laughs> and then there was a cutscene where it wasn't just Spider-Man. It was Mary Jane. And so Mary Jane was just a severed head floating around in a cutscene. And I was like, well, this is perfect. <laughs> kind of took me out of it a little bit but you could just reset the game and it would work fine which is another reason i think it's just a memory issue what do you want to name this thing i don't know christmas wrap up i don't know 
You got got to get a better name. Christmas wrap up. I guess that's fine. I mean, it's post Christmas. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's fine. So okay, okay. Oh, I think I do have. What is what is my game of the year? I think it might be Monster Sanctuary. What the heck is that? That was something that I played like at the beginning of the year. That's your game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> game i forgot you played uh-huh uh-huh oh you know what actually that one also i think beats out vampire survivors for fun per dollar spent because that was only a six dollar game hey was this the year was this this year where you no that was last year wasn't it when you played that one game that was kind of terrible oh that's jadonia yeah no that's a different <laughs> that's a different terrible game that was I like love- the 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 bikey as hell Russian RPG that was like I totally loved playing. Yeah. I love that my description of that game that was kind of terrible. Like <laughs> it, it, right on no, no. right on yeah. the money. Yeah, that was Jadonia. No, Monster Sanctuary was something I played like like early, early in the year because it was like one of the first because I, I got like I got the, the steam deck for christmas uh-huh. and so then like january was when i started playing a bunch of games on steam deck and monster sanctuary was one of them gotcha okay but it's like it's a platformer with a pokemon aspect to it and it's also got like a metroidvania exploration element where you have to use the monsters that you pokemon to explore different new parts of the map but also all of the Pokemon, in, instead of the monsters that you collect, just gaining levels or whatever, they all have like these massive elaborate skill trees that you have to build out. And so you can make like crazy, like wacky synergy builds and different teams and stuff. And you can obsess like really, really crazily over it. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, and they then they can use equipment. So there's a whole lot to it. Man, that yeah, that sounds like a lot. That sounds yeah. like a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's exactly my type of game. How would you rank it against Steambot Chronicles? Um well Steambot Chronicles has a lot more features and stuff to it. So I mean it's definitely it, not a Steambot Chronicles. Yeah. That game had uh because accordion playing rhythm game yes there wasn't seven different instruments that you could play in a rhythm game it didn't have a stock market system it didn't have you know mini games for like every type of like game that you can play in a bar or whatever yeah yeah oh man it's it's no no nothing will ever compare to steam by chronicles (laughs) i can't i mean i guess I, I guess the only thing that really compares to Steam by Chronicles is the Yakuza games. Oh yeah. But right. you don't have a you still don't have a robot you can build and equip in Yakuza. So. Yeah. That is also a mode of transportation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, let's let's wrap it up. I guess I'll yeah, I guess I'll just title it. Um <laughs> I love that my game of the year was something you totally forgot about. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I'll bet, I'll bet monster, 
monster. I, I, I already forgotten the name sanctuary. of it. Monster, monster sanctuary. Monster sanctuary. Jeez, crazy. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing monster sanctuary was on none of the nominee nation lists and anything at all. Did it come out this year? I have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I used somebody else's, some other podcasts game of the year discussion to fall asleep to last night. So <laughs> compelling then. Oh, I hate game of the year discussions. This is why I don't take our discussion of game of the year seriously. Right. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's better to do fun categories than, you know, just boring ones. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and like, try to have a an earnest discussion about like, well, why I, you know, <laughs> subjectively like one game over another. <laughs> Right. I mean, Final Fantasy 16 was on one of these dudes game of the years. And I was like, really? I guess. Like, oh, I oh. played that game to completion and I, I can't even tell other people to play that game because I'm just like, I don't know if you'll like it. It's a beat em up. It's kind of fun sometimes, but most of the time it's not. <laughs> uh huh. I'm going to have to look this up on Wikipedia. So uh, it actually came out in 2019. Oh, yeah. Well, so you're not I'd have to look, you know, we'd have to look four years ago now to see if that's on the game of the year list. <laughs> yes, I'll title this episode my game of the year. 2023's game of the year is four years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's what I always do. I never pick a game that came out this year. I always pick something that's like at least three years old, right? Yeah. I mean, that is part of the problem of like being an adult with a job who still plays games. It's like I, I got to work through this backlog and like occasionally if it right. is like a Spider-Man I, I, 2 or something like I'll get a I new think, game. I think, I think I bought Monster Sanctuary ages ago and I finally played it because I had the Steam Deck and I was like, well, I was never going to install this like tiny little pixel game that probably needs a controller onto my PC, but now I've got the Steam Deck. Like, that was why I finally played Hollow Knight and Axiom Verge and a bunch of other games, is because I had a Steam Deck oh, yeah. to play them on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can stop it. Okay.